0: Are you a business owner, worried about the safety of your sensitive data? Look no further than Midwest Data Depot, your local secure off-site backup storage solution. Visit MidwestDataDepot.com. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm Jimmy Rosari. A group of South Bend GOP candidates say a trespassing incident reveals problems with a nearby low barrier homeless shelter.
1: The incident happened Monday morning. The next day, St. Joseph County Republicans held a press conference with multiple South Bend City office candidates. And since then, Republican City Clerk candidate hasn't been shy from pointing fingers at the motel. Tina Wilson condemns motels for now because a resident trespassed in her yard. Police tell us the man was given a citation, which is why there are no charges filed or a police report. Motels for now finally had a chance to speak with the resident, who says he had no intention of harming anyone. Instead, he took a break in Wilson's yard because he has a known medical condition. Do you have a response to that? That just him leaving the police, asking him to leave, and he did? Yeah, it definitely shook me up, and that's, I think that's what really disturbed me because,
2: you know, every time I call them, it seems like it's getting more and more serious.
1: The shelter is in the former Knight's Inn on Lincoln Way West. According to South Bend Police, there have been 59 calls for service to motels for now this year. Most are for an unwanted person, followed by assists, and then thefts. Police say none of them fall under the category of violent crimes. I get it, their heart is in the right place, but what it's done to our community, but all of my neighbors, we're constantly having our property broken into, cars broken into. Numbers we got from the police, however, do not directly connect the crimes to Motels for Now. The Motels for Now director says people who live there have rules to follow. We want to
3: house everyone that's able to um, follow our rules here which are pretty s- significant in terms of um, nonviolence.
1: The city and county's GOP members have repeatedly denied funding for the shelter. Wilson says the program has good intentions, though residents need tighter rules. St. Joseph County's Democratic Party chair argues that's counterproductive.
2: Some of the people on the streets if they don't have a low barrier entry are going to be on the they're going to stay on the streets because no who's going to serve these people?
1: Hess adds homelessness is a public health issue regardless of political party. If it's not dealt with, she says it'll cost taxpayers. It's
2: expensive in the police department. It's expensive at our health facilities. It's an expensive problem whether they're in a home, home housing situation or
1: on the streets. Motels for Now is in the process of finding a location to build its own facility. The director says many people want to help homelessness but don't want it in their backyard.
0: WSBT's Paige Barnes reporting. South Bend police are adding more cameras to the real time crime center and more officers to the streets as they continue to battle a major issue in the city, gun violence.
4: There was a bit of a mix in terms of uh, it came down to gun violence for those incidents and the victims. It was a bit of a mix between this year and last. However, there are other resources that can be used to assist them farther into the year. Gun violence saw an upward trend nationwide during the pandemic starting in 2020. Since then, the South Bend Police Department's data shows those numbers have been coming down since then. In the first quarter of 2022, South Bend Police Department saw 255 incidents, 34 non-fatal victims and five fatal victims. Compared to the first quarter of this year, incidents went up slightly to 259, with non-fatal victims decreasing to 24 and fatal victims increasing slightly to 7. South Bend Police Chief Scott Ruskowski says there are many factors that could be impacting this data year to year, quarter to quarter.
3: Look, no matter what any of these show, these numbers show, emotion is involved, period. Doesn't matter what the emotion was, usually anger, um, but 100% of these are emotion involved."
4: The chief says they could all be prevented if police were notified. While the victim age range has remained 18 to 25 years old, Mayor James Mueller says they're seeing more children getting access to firearms, First, although juvenile are victims some, some are not common. We
0: want to get, I think the fact that we've seen guns in the hand more and more in the hands of younger kids is not a good trend for us, but fortunately to date, uh, you know, in terms of the numbers, the, these incidents have been more outliers.
4: Some factors helping the police department, though. They're now at 243 officers, matching the most recent peak employment from July 2019. And the Real-Time Crime Center, unveiled earlier this year, has nearly 600 cameras on the registry with 117 integrated cameras. It makes us more efficient because in the past, officers would have to go out, canvas an area, look for potential cameras, and then ask if we could review some of that camera footage. And so much more efficient with our investigations due to camera registry. The police department is asking South Bend residents to take a community policing survey, which the chief says has never been done before in the city. And actually, he's hoping it'll find a middle ground between the residents, community members, and the police officers.
0: WSBT's Erica Finke reporting. 2,600 7th graders got to experience Elkhart County's career quest.
4: It's a common question to
2: young students. What do you want to be when you grow up? Well, thankfully, these students got a chance to explore that question in Elkhart County today. <laughs> It's a chance to try something new away from the classroom. So they put clay on the brick and I had to line
1: it up with the brick and I had to smash it down and put it together.
2: This is not your typical field trip. The Horizon Education Alliance organizes more than 30 Elkhart County companies in one location for their annual Career Quest field trip. All of the county 7th graders have a chance to explore different career fields. While at Career Quest, they try their hand at different jobs with demonstrations, virtual reality or small competitions. At the Lozier table, it may look like they are just creating a fidget spinner, but students learn skills that transfer into the workforce. We have a blueprint here, a very simple blueprint, and they're given instructions and they take the different pieces and they put them together and then at the end they check and make sure that everything is good and working. This is the first time since 2019 the event is completely in person. Having students physically here allows them to try these jobs
4: themselves. I did a lot of these different jobs figuring out what I was going to do anyways, and it would have been really neat to see some of these in advance.
2: Scott Miller got a late start in education and actually worked as a roofer for a time. He knows how important it is for his students to develop a career goal.
4: They need to know in advance whether they really want to go to college or take a tech trade pathway and so as 7th and 8th graders that's important to, to get in right away.
2: Whether they know what they want to do or they are still undecided, these students now have more of the world at their fingertips.
0: Welding was really really cool. I think that I want to do that because I got to d- try that here today. WSBT's Lynette Grant reporting disappointment is now adding to the feeling of relief with a cold case murder being solved.
3: Robert Waters took his own life in a jail cell in Beaufort, South Carolina, just days after his arrest in the 1988 murder of Kathy Swartz. Police say her fiance found her brutally murdered in their apartment, her 9-month-old daughter Courtney unhurt in a bedroom nearby. This apparent suicide now leaves investigators and the community with lingering questions. Obviously that uh, we are upset um We're upset because that we're hoping to get some answers and we're hoping to be able to pass those answers along to family and friends. Uh, Unfortunately, there's a lot of questions out there right now that will never be answered. Chief Bowling has only been at the lead of the Three Rivers Police Department for a couple of years. He quickly became emotionally invested in solving this case. I have a 19-year-old daughter, which was the same age is Kathy Swartz, and um, I just can't imagine what the family and friends were going through not knowing who committed this horrific crime. Three Rivers' detectives knew they had two crucial pieces of physical evidence, a bloody fingerprint left on a phone, and a footprint. Over 35 years, they had no match. Then one year ago, the detectives had the opportunity to work with a state police lab using new technology called FGG, Familial Genetic Genealogy. That test led to one family in Michigan with a set of siblings. Every sibling was eliminated through testing, except for one. Robert Waters of Beaufort, South Carolina. He was a match across the board. We, like everybody else, had seen on the news that FTG was being used to solve these old cold cases where everything else hasn't worked. Obviously, in this case, Mr. Waters managed to keep himself out of trouble for 35 years, uh, never getting fingerprinted, never having his DNA collected. So I truly believe without FGG, we would have never solved this case. Michigan State Police say they're waiting for final results from South Carolina to answer some final questions about Waters' apparent suicide. They do say, however, Waters was alone in his cell and they have no reason to believe this was anything other than a suicide. That act, the St. Joseph County, Michigan prosecutor called cowardice, brings frustration to investigators. What a sense of closure for Kathy's family. It's a relief. That was one of the things that the Schwartz family told us was they never knew if the killer was walking amongst them that they might pass them in the grocery store and and just not know this was the person that killed their family member. While the chief says they're confident Waters is the one and only suspect, they're waiting for those final test results to come back to officially say case closed.
0: WSBT's Bob Montgomery reporting. A measure to bring in a $100,000 grant for Narcan Resources and Education in St. Joseph County has been put on hold by county council. The most vocal opposing council member is concerned about one word and what it could mean for the county. Councilwoman Amy Drake is worried about the word equity in the grant.
4: Drake said this grant is, quote, designed to push a political ideology, end quote. And even though this grant passed through the commission, the Board of Health, and through the council committee, The vote to table the grant was five to four down party lines.
2: Equity is a political term that advocates giving one group more, one group less, or taking away from one group to give to another. Equity comes down to a redistribution of resources, obliterating meritocracy and reverse
4: discrimination. Councilwoman Amy Drake sharing concerns about the word equity in the health department's Narcan grant request. The grant's goal, to prevent county overdose deaths through mentorship programs and provide more access to Narcan. In texting with Drake Wednesday, she worries about critical race theory being promoted by the health department, saying some terms on the health department's website, and in this picture she sent me from the birth equity conference, contain language associated with critical race theory, quote equity has Marxist roots and when it's used in combination with talk of power structures and balancing out inequities and injustices, yes, I'm associating that with critical race theory. Equity is about making sure that everybody has access, equitable access
2: to medical care and social services that they need to have a high quality of life.
4: Longtime board of health member Heidi Bidinger says singling out one word in a grant that could save lives is, quote, a nonsense argument. And the fact is, when you table
2: um, access to a grant that gives us Narcan for our community, um, you just chose politics over people's lives.
4: The grant is expected to be discussed on May 23rd. And according to the health department, it's unlikely they'll be able to change any of the language because it's already a fully executed contract.
0: WSBT's Erica Finke reporting. A new partnership will work to help cut down on lead exposure in St. Joseph County. The Health Department, Notre Dame, and Beacon Health will use a $100,000 grant to do it.
3: Having lead in your home or business can be incredibly unhealthy, and you may not even know it. Soon, though, you'll be able to access resources to help reduce the risk of lead exposure. It was a unanimous vote at today's St. Joseph County Commissioner's Meeting. County Commissioner Derek Teeter says this was an easy yes for him.
0: The fact of what the health department does in the community, checking families' areas, homes and stuff for lead. Um, again, we had previous questions about how the money was dispersed for employees. Um, so we, we cleared it up with the, the new health director, and it's a, another good thing that
3: St. Joe County Health Department's doing for the community. The goal is to make sure those who are affected by lead exposure can access resources for help. The $100,000 grant would help bridge communication between people exposed and those who can assist. The goal with this is actually to
4: help move things along faster and facilitate communication so that people can get the help they need as soon as possible. And ultimately, even moving upstream. So we're shifting our focus actually to... uh, pregnant individuals um, to identify risk in their home before they ever bring a baby home the program is still in its beginning stages and the next part would see involvement at the national level it is submitted to the National Science Foundation so we've got we'd gotten a kind of a effectively a planning grant from the National Science Foundation to to develop this full proposal. So now the full proposal goes to National Science Foundation, and if it's awarded, it will give us the resources really to to implement this in the community and kind of test it live in the community setting.
3: As far as the next step, Dieter says using information about the community will be important to make sure when implemented, this process is successful.
0: The next step is how the health department then goes out into the community uh, i think they do it through uh census tracts and, and places where they've had information in the past so they have put that out we just signed another agreement so that they uh, it's called focus five so that the public knows and it's it's a uh, basically getting more information out. The app for this program is currently being worked on at Notre Dame. WSBT's Leo Goldman reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT.
4: Are you a business owner worried about the safety of your sensitive data? Look no further than Midwest Data Depot, your local off-site backup storage solution. Contact us today. Visit MidwestDataDepot.com.